Oh! 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 Oh my god. Greetings oh. and. Where's my chair? Salutations, um, metalheads. All y'all metalheads. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm Pavlos. And I'm George. Hello. And we're just a couple of metalheads who think it's cool and awesome to let. And, um, yeah, don't ask what we were doing down there. See, I was murdered, mercilessly attacked by the members of, of, uh, Dark Angel. Specifically, 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 Gina Hugalan mercilessly attacked me. Yeah, they call him that for a reason. God, his legs. Whew. I mean, he's probably, yeah, he's got Superman legs. Jeez. Like, imagine a kick in the head from Gene Hogan. (laughs) Yeah, and, and, you know, I think I want to say when he plays shows, he plays with weights on, on his ankles. He like he like just chains him up. He just duct tapes like five pound weights to his legs and he plays with them. Yo, I know. I need that. It's pretty amazing. I'm gonna do that when I go to concerts. I'll just strap like a I'll strap like an anchor to my head. I, I'll be like. But you're not playing the drums, so it doesn't. Make I'll be like I'll I'll be like uh, I'll be like no I'll be carrying the heavy burden as the biggest fan of the band performing. Oh my god. What are we doing today, Pavlos? Oh, we're we doing, doing our 2020 recap! Oh, it's 2021, everybody! Oh, it's it's it's, it's a January 18th! Oh, you guys like my background of a McDonald's cursed image? It's delicious, isn't it? And this yeah, is our faces for the first time! Woo! I have Case an eraser! Hear the sound of the eraser! And have a mic. That was, that, that, he, he does. New mic. And, and cool. George has no mic, so I sound infinitely better. Mm, I'm going to do some ASMR. Oh, it smells disgusting. Oh. It's going to get so wet oh, and soggy. Wait till the day when I get, when I upgrade to a microphone and then we could just do ASMR duels. Duels? <laughs> like duel the face? Bepa. Papa, Papa, Papa. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So, um, where do we get started with this? I know we had a plan, but I forgot. Yeah. So, I think for our 2020 review, let's start with just general highlights. What are what were the musical highlights of the year for you, Pablo's? Musical. Yeah. Yo, I listened to music. Um, Oh, we'll start off at the beginning. Uh, Let's see. January of 2020 uh, happened. Uh, Nothing really happened. Um, February, we went to a Corn and Breaking Benjamin concierte. Yep. And it was pretty, pretty cool. We got to hear uh, Jonathan Davis go. And now, when when corn see when the members of corn see this guy, they'll be like, "Okay, Jonathan, if you ever die or something, we found your replacement." And I'll just be me. It'll just be me going like, "Yeah." 
<laughs> I was not expecting you to put on the goggles, man. Yeah, really you, I also have Canadian money. Ooh. It says five. I don't know what that means. It also has a dude on the front. Most money does. Deputy Deputy Governor, Sous Gouverneur, Sir Wilfred Laurier, Prime Minister from 1896 to 1911. What a terrible thing. <laughs> I don't know. And, and Ugh. Ugh, that tasted like wow. Ugh. nice. <laughs> Like that, <laughs> right. But yeah, corn and Birking Bergman. Mm -hmm. We had yep. Breaky Benjamin came out and they just like opened mm -hmm. this show. They played Diary of Jane, not expecting that. Freaking beautiful. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I, I was I was um, totally expecting. Oh, they're gonna play Diary of the J Diary of Jane at the end. Well, that's I what they did when I saw them. Songs that I don't know. Yeah, well, um, that happened too. <laughs> but you were mostly acquainted with, uh, somewhat acquainted with most of the songs uh, that they played, I think, because I played most of them beforehand, ish. Yeah, we in our in our pre-concert uh, mm -hmm. get together, we uh, you I, played a lot of uh, corn and yeah, corn and breaking Benjamin. I had like a little playlist. I played band one song from each band. It would be like switch, 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 switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was fun. It was a good show. And we were trying to get homework done. But we couldn't get it. But we didn't because we were talking. <laughs> we didn't have a podcast back then. We were losers back then. Now we're less losers. I, what, what are you talking about? We're still losers now. That's what I'm saying. We're a little bit less of a loser. We're like, yeah, we're like, this is the cool people. This is us. You're like, you can't even see it. Now we're like, there. Like, we're barely yeah, we're at like, the surface. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um,. And we then, also, yeah, in, in March. In March, we also went to the Tool concert. Yeah, I didn't pay for any of it because George had all the tickets. <laughs> he was saying, hey, man, you were my guest. What can yeah, I, I swear, if we had been in the nosebleeds, no, we would never, we would have never seen Maynard because he was just in the shadows. Like, I don't want anyone to see me. Freaking. I mean, yeah, it's true. Weirdest, so true. but one of the best, one of if not the best concert ever. Yeah, it was weird for in two ways. One, it's Tool, tool. so it's kind of already weird, just baseline. But also, if I remember correctly, that was probably the last concert that Portland had before COVID really shut everything down. Yeah, and they canceled the rest of their tour. We got to yeah, see. Did, yeah. We ha I have this shirt that I I even I even looked at it today. And all the two mm -hmm. has all these tour dates, and they're supposed to go to Eugene the next night, and right. then they didn't. So there's like two, three shows that two or three shows that they did, and then all the dates are just not were non-existent. So it's like I'm special, yeah. and you know, may, with no, if you guys don't know, Maynard had COVID during uh, partially of that tour, but he didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. So he was sick, right. and he damaged his yeah, vocals. And I'm gonna assume that he recorded the Pussifer record that was released before. That tour happened for Tool. It's usually that's usually what that's kind of the story that I'm hearing from a lot yeah. of these records. That oh yeah, we recorded the majority of the parts way beforehand, mm -hmm. and we, we were just finishing the mastering process yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, and it's crazy because he um, they might not tour with Maynard again. I mean, if they lose Maynard, they can't. There's not really Tool anymore. Like no Maynard and Danny Carey are basically the two members you can't really truly replace you can't really truly replace anybody in the band but yeah, if you lose danny if you lose danny specifically because 
no one can play the drums like him. Like, sure, you can, you yeah. might not be able to write Tool songs, but you can at least have another guitarist fill in. Maybe not for the right. writing standpoint, but fill in. You, there's a, Danny Carey is a one of a kind drummer, and there's mm-hmm. no one like Maynard who's as weird and strange as Maynard that will replace that man. Yeah, he's also got such a distinctive voice that I don't think anybody can really. The dude, properly the guy in Chevelle. This the guy in Chevelle shows up. He can oh, yeah. kind of pull it. He, I, I. Though, there are certain has, points yeah. that there when he sings some... low, I hear like a Maynard. Yeah. Not on like the not on the he, red. He goes though. for like a scream. I'm just like, oh, you know, you're. So different. Different. I don't know. I'm, I, I can't remember the rest of the song. The thread is real. Where is he? To be fair, I I only know portion, only small portions of those. So when he just <laughs> goes red um, so yeah, again. So that that concert was very special and weird in many ways. Um. What else was on your list of highlights, my my dear co-host? Highlights? Oh, geez. Um, well, I found a bunch of bands, which we'll get into later, though. We'll get into that at probably the end. Yeah. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of bands. I, I spent most of COVID times during the pandemic listening to music. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there were some album releases that came out, which we'll kind of get into uh, in the future. Yep. Uh, a lot of metal, some punk for me. Um Mm-hmm. Non-music highlights. I uh, went on some trips. Uh, I started a non-religious organization, um, which I will not get into. I'll just tell you all. It's called Box. We're called Box People. Um, yeah, that, that's a I, it's a disclosed organization full of mm-hmm. full of normal people in Pavlos. Actually, no, none of them are normal except for like two of them, and then there's me, <laughs> who is like makes them all look even crazier. They call me the concert for a reason. I'll tell you that. Pablo's the concert. Because I, when I, when I get into a song, you know, it's like a record player. You can't, you can't skip a song. It's just me going, like, yeah, imagine me going, twist, twist. Yeah, you don't even do the, rest, the right tempo for that at all. I don't know. I just yell. And I, I think that, that's not what, that's what Jonathan Davis does. Like I can't hear. Let me do. Uh, let me do. Um, freak on a leash. Boom! Not the boom. Da, the eva. The boom. Not the boom. Not the eva. The boom. Not the boom. Don't. That at least closer to. At least that was somewhat closer to what. The it's a long was. pause, and you're just staring at me. Uh, at least. I mean, I just kind of have to let you let let it hang in the air for a little bit, just like yep, yeah, you gotta let that exist. That was that was the times. Um, cool. Also, I have a background. I have the Greek flag. Um, mm-hmm. It plays the Greeks and uh, sling a sling knot poster. I got a signed Red Fang poster mm-hmm. down there. Um, lovely mm-hmm. dude dead from getting eaten by a wolf. Um, kind of disturbing, cool. but I like, oh, yeah. cool. I love looking at that every morning. Um, and then I have a signed Interrupters poster, and I have met both bands, and they're cool. Very nice people. Interrupters, 
probably goes down one of the best concerts I've ever been to because punk concerts are the best concerts because it's floor seats and punk atmosphere is cool. And as you can clearly see, I have nothing. You just have a Nile shirt and you have like a you have a Spider Man bear, and then you have like stuffed animals. We don't talk about that. Did they leave? No, no, they're they're in existence. I just they're not in frame right now. Okay. <laughs> you need to get posters up there, or, or, or something. You gotta get like a. You gotta get. Just... Dude, I'm only gonna be here during the win- winter break, and summer break of my, of you know, the rest of the time I'm gonna be at college. Yeah. Like this, this is a suite. This is really a suite that is gonna be used occasionally by me, and then most of the time by other people. So by other people, really make it. We replaced own. you, George. You don't matter. We have another. We re- we found another George. He's a homeless man. He's like sixty three years old. <laughs> we call him George. He's a. He doesn't really talk to us. He has a pet raccoon that we've never seen before, but he claims is real. Anyways, what were your highlights? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for asking, Bobless. Um. So, in addition to the the two concerts that we went together. Um, I also went to a Soulfly and Toxist Holocaust concert. Um, Did you say Toxist Holocaust? You heard Toxist. I know. I, 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 toxic. Toxic. There you Yeah, that show was a lot of fun. Um, they had like three standard underground heavy metal, death metal openers. I mean, yeah, because Max Calavera loves death metal. He does. It's one of his favorite genres, period. Um, In in fact, he loves literally all genres of heavy metal. He's sort of like Trevor Sternand or whatever from Black Dolly Murder. He has like, he did an interview in his house. And so he has mm -hmm. bookshelves and he said, uh, this is all. So he has a, he has like a bookshelf of all CDs. So he has like six bookshelves of CDs. He's yeah. like goes in, he pulls out uh yes uh the band yes it's uh their yes. album like three zero or the no- the one with the numbers, okay. it has uh, yeah, lo- it has I, owner I, of I, a lonely heart on it, which is like their biggest okay. song and uh he's like this is my all time favorite record and then he goes into this room and he has all these shelves he goes this shelf is everything extreme metal he goes so. And there's like a shelf, and then and then like a half of another shelf, and these and that's like got like these are big shelves too. So he and then right. was, so a lot of pictures without so a lot of album arts with naked women on them that look like they're getting uh, mutilated. So I mean, this is a lot of real death metal. This is a lot of cut up naked ladies on the front of CDs. That's for sure. He's like lovely, oh. and then he's like I mean thrash metal. metal. I got all my thrash metal stuff, and he's got like. <laughs> a certain stuff for everything it's pretty cool nice cool nice cool um yeah so talk to holocaust when they hit the stage their set was super cool and they're they're kind of they're local they're a local band portland originated i'm from there too they're they're quote-unquote hometown heroes um and i i actually got to meet the bait the bassist and lead vocalist for the group joel grind he was doing did you did he you, was manning he was the distributor of talk to holocaust's merch stand so he he took people's money and he was passing out the shirts 
to the, the people that wanted them. That's so cool. I got a picture with him, and he was a super nice Wait, guy. Wait, were you yeah. wearing your battle vest? I was. I was wearing my Sodom long sleever, and then over the top, I had my battle vest on. You should have. You should have asked him to sign it on the inside. Nah, it's fine. But that's a, I, I, it's a cool a, thing. It's okay. The picture is enough. Well, yeah. I mean, to be honest, Fat Mike. Even Fat Mike was like, "Okay, they, they someone for years. Everyone thought that he hated giving autographs, but he said." What are you gonna do with an autograph? It's like a, it's like if I if it's like if I took a pic. It's he's like it's I it's like if I took a picture of some artist I knew and just wrote his name and said, "Hey, he signed it." I mean, a picture's worth more. I mean, what are you gonna do with an autograph? Like, for all I know, you could have faked it. He's like, I don't hate it, but right. I'd rather, uh, but I'd rather, um, you know, take a picture. Take a picture. You know why? Yeah. Because I want people to look at me and see them with my fat belly, because I'm fat, Mike. Yeah, you know me, Fat of, Mike. Of course, that's you know, something you totally My band, No Effects. God, we oh, so much together. We're the luckiest band in the world. You know that. Um, yes, I like I, I like getting whipped sometimes. <laughs> just, just sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Just sometimes. And, yeah. and other things. Yeah, and uh, um, I love all my bands. Uh, fat, the Fat Family. Yeah, I mean, I'm the reason Lagwagon stayed. Uh, I was in a band called Me First and the Gimme Gimmies with uh, Chris from Foo Fighters. Uh, yeah. I'm Fat Mike. Yeah, screw you. I'm better than you. Cool. All right. I know um, He wouldn't say that, but yeah, he, he would definitely. He implies it. He has an attitude. Uh, he, has a, he has that yeah. Fat Mike well, attitude I mean, that hey, we all love. He's a punk, right? Punks mm -hmm. have attitude. Um, yeah, so talk to uh, Holocaust is great. Something. And then Soulfly really crushed it like I, mean, I i i only owned two albums of theirs when i saw them and i was having the time of my life and i was singing along to the choruses because i have learned the song as i go and it was a blast like definitely a bigger fan of Soulfly after that concert for sure just jumping up and down just getting i mean they have a song about jumping up and down the they do jump the fuck up hey what is this? This isn't like, this isn't like, I'm going to have to hear some, 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 some Loris Ulrich's air drum. He left the band. He left the band. I hate Jason. Oh my gosh. I'm like a six-year-old schoolgirl whining about when someone picked my, their nose in front of me. Gotta love. I feel yeah. like, imagine like Lars. I wonder what they were doing. That like, I wonder if like, I wonder what it's like to work with Lars Ulrich as a producer. Hey, Lars, what do you want? I want to have all my drums to be the way Lars wants it. You know, I want the. I don't want to have any bass guitar. I want my my bass drums to be really loud, and I want everything to sound like garbage. Like I'm banging on garbage cans. But but but, uh, sir, I don't know if that sounds. No, it sounds good. Watch this. Dude, yeah. Uh, 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 Lars, I don't think that sounds good at all. Uh, Lars, shut up! I'm trying to play, dude! No, uh, Lars, Lars, I don't like Jason! I mean, to be fair, their hardware to self-destruct better production value than both um, Death Magnetic and Sane Anger, I suppose. <laughs> 
There. <laughs> we're gonna abuse right. Lars um, Ulrich jokes by the end of, like, this episode. I swear. Yeah, we're just gonna be done. Because he's, like, the best person to make fun of in metal. He's the, he's definitely one of those people in metal that are, is very emotive and extreme in their reactions, and so it's really easy to poke yeah. fun at. I want know? to I want to interview him on the podcast because I think he at this point takes it as a joke himself that he is a meme in the community. He's he's not, he's stopped caring about that for sure. Like he's like yeah whatever. People yeah, I'm Lars Ulrich. I'm really happy that they're talking about my band, the band Metallica. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. He did, he did form it with James, uh, James Hetfield, I believe. Yeah, me and James still hate each other, though. <laughs> Seems like they're better on better terms nowadays. They've been off and on because they both have egos. I think Lars Ulrich definitely shows it way more than James does. Yeah, James, it kind of comes out in a little bit of a passive way, I think. Mm-hmm. Lars Lars is just such a forward person, so I think it just it's a lot easier to see. And then there's Kirk. Um, second highlight, who has no ego. Yeah, your second highlight has no ego? Like zero, none. You're like, second none highlight, ego. and then who has no ego? And I was like... You, mm, yeah, you, you interrupted me. Interrupters. Whoa! I met them! But they're not as good as Lars Ulrich, or that's what <laughs> Lars Ulrich would think. Alright, uh, so second, my second highlight is all the virtual concerts that occurred. Oh, quite um, a good bit. Yeah, quite, and uh, by a lot of good bands too. Uh, Behemoth did their infamous In Absentia Day, which was, which I uh, attended. Um, I bought the virtual ticket and I well, aren't you was, special? Well, it was, it was a good time. It was very cin- cinematic. They played a bunch of deep cuts. It was cool. Mm. Anyway. Um, then Lamb of God did... Um, Log. My dog's barking if you can hear that, everybody. They, they probably will. Don't worry. Mark or... Um, okay, can you let me finish? No. Okay. And I just forgot the stare at each other say awkward it. silence. Say it. Uh, um, so Lamb of God, they had two live streams. They did one where they played their self-titled album in its entirety, and when they and played Ashes of the Wake in its entirety. Uh, and they had really good opening bands. I think they had uh, White Chapel for one, which is you know very very um, classic modern death metal band. Yes. Um. And then Metallica did uh, a virtual version of their annual All Within My Hands charity live concert. Where How they long has that been a thing, the uh, Within My Hands stuff? I can't, I, I'm not sure. Three or four years, I, I want to say? They've been doing it for uh, a good bit. But yeah, they on this concert, they played, uh, they played Wasted My Hate, the deep, Basically, the deepest cut off of load they could have possibly played. Unless they could have chosen, well, unless they chose every, any song. Uh, the, the deepest cut they could do is like something off of Reload that isn't Fuel or Memory Remains or Unforgiven 2. Hmm. Like Fixer. Oh, yeah. That song has never been played live. I think. Never. They need to do it. Don't, don't think so. It's okay. I like the, I like the real, a lot more. 
the reload 25th, like 30th anniversary world tour. <laughs> Playing a reload all the way through. Like the weirdest uh, concert ever. And then they leave and they won't and they don't even play like Master of Puppets or anything. They're just, just like reload. Yeah. Play in, reload. in the sound of Lars Ulrich's drumming in Saint Anger. <laughs> oh my god. It's like um it's like so, if they did a Saint so, Anger uh world tour again. But then everyone was act- like their snare snare sounds worse on Saint Anger when it actually sounds good. <laughs> right, yeah. Um so according to my research, uh, it looks like all within my hands, the annual concert has been going since 2017. So this was the third year of it. Whoa. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Metallica. Oh, or technically yeah. the fourth, if you count the year 2017, because then it's 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. Yeah. So that'd be the fourth. Um, yeah, it's cool. Uh, my, another highlight that I wanted to mention was all the, due to the pandemic, yeah, a lot of 2020 new album releases were postponed to the following year. Um, and so the following announcements and promises for new music for yeah. 2021 uh, are as follows. So Fear Factory, yeah 2021 which is going to be awesome gojira new music for Ooh, gojira, yes i love it love it love it, love good. it love it's it. gonna be awesome megadeth megadeth dave mustaine <laughs> what a dude uh metallica they've been working on music yeah uh, well we've been talking about them and lars yeah the yeah, band's get the album's gonna like... be great it's called Injustice for All number two. Our first song is called Inju- It's called dot 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 Injustice for All second version. Instead of it going ding ding ding, we're gonna go da 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 da. And uh, we fired Robert. He's not in the band anymore. We're just having my drumming and absolutely no bass. In fact, I fired all the members. It's just me drumming the entire album. They all formed another band called Megadeth 2 with Dave Mustaine as the drummer. <gasps> and I brought Jason Newsted back to play a second drum set. And he's somehow better than me! So I fired him! Actually, no, he left the band! <laughs> You're such out of the equation! Exclamation point! Period! Thank you, Lars, for coming in. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm going to oh, kill my vocal destroyed. cords. Dude, you, you freaking killed me with that, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have fun on the show, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Metallica, new music for 2021. Um, Behemoth. So, according to Nurgle. Behemoth. Nurgle's oh, our best promised- supporter. Thank you, Nurgle. Remember. Please watch us. This smells like garbage, but yeah. Um, yeah, please watch us, Nurgle. Uh, we are unofficially sponsored by the unannounced, possibly 2021 Nur- uh, N- Nurgle album. Behemoth album. Nurgle. Entitled Nurgle! It's The first track is called Nurgle 1, Nurgle 2, Nurgle 3, Nurgle 4, Nur- and then Nurgle 5. Um, it's, so it's just Nurgle speaking about things, going... Um, I can't do his accent, but... Uh, 
you know, uh, some call us the Metallica of death metal. But uh, music comes out of your dick, you know. It's hey, language, out. sir. <laughs> Gosh, we're gonna have snare drum Lars going. Isn't that the greatest? It's the best. Yeah, but yeah, Nurgle is like. I, some call us the Metallica of a death metal, but I actually like Metallica, so whatever. <laughs> um, While he's yeah, wearing like a uh, Stooges shirt or something. Yeah, because he loves all kinds of music. Um, yeah, so I think I rem if I remember correctly, I read something in 2019-ish that he was already aiming for a 2021 re uh, release for New Behemoth. Um, Behemoth. And then in while in quarantine, on uh, uh, Machine Head vocalist and rhythm guitarist Rob Flint's podcast, No Effin' Regrets, um, Nurgle was mentioning that he and he Inferno and Orion were all de demoing stuff from a distance uh, and beginning the writing process. So it sounded like, you know, pretty likely that we might get new behemoth pretty soon and considering the music direction they started going with i loved you at your darkest and the yes they've, and they've kept a very release, uh, a forest yeah they've kept they've kept a very um a very consistent route in terms of style which uh some fans didn't like about i loved you at your darkest but i i i think it's better slightly better than yeah. well the fact is that they released melodic they they finally started injecting their tunes with more melodicism and slower rhythms you know it's more chilled out and that works with some songs slightly. like bart's about yeah works it, really well there which is uh one of uh, nurgle's three favorite behemoth songs actually oh cool i mean the lyrics are all of the lyrics are written by aleister crowley by the way i think well wow oh what a legend Ozzy has a song about him. Yeah, it's a Sharon! Are you going to the bathroom? I need Sharon to wipe. Sharon, yeah. I have my diaper, please help me. Oh, sorry, Ozzy, how are you? I, I, I Sharon! Don't <laughs> um, I'm loud. Judas Priest Judas Priest promised new music in 2021 um, not a big fan but cool. can't be mad if I mean, I mean it's it's Rob Halford that, so. the fact that they're aiming for a new release with Rob Halford being 70 years old is amazing I think that should be commended that's, um, that's fantastic news um, Mastodon they said that they're working on stuff for 2021 which yeah, I, I can't complain about I mean, uh, Ginger Ginger also said they were working for new music in 2021. Carcass, they had an album already aiming for a 2020 release, but then the pandemic pushed it back. And okay. So, they so we, could get one early. we could get one early 2021, maybe. Yes. And speaking of early 2021 releases, we already have confirmed new Rob Zombie and new Chevelle albums already out for pre-order. And Chevelle just released... Uh, a new single, self destruction Which we will probably be, we, which we will probably talk about on the podcast. I got a couple more to add from my, yep. uh, from what I've, I've, conf I've seen on Instagram. Uh, Camelot mm -hmm. has officially announced that they will be having a new record in 2021. 
Um, the last record, Shadow Theory, which I think is the best with Tommy Karavik, even though mm-hmm. they're, I, I don't think they can compare to Roy Khan, which mm-hmm. it's different. And I think it's as it should be because the Roy Khan style of music on Silverthorn did not carry well with Tommy Karavik's vocal style. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I mean, another Camelot record. I can't be mad. I mean, I freaking love Thomas Youngblood's guitar work. Super underrated guitarist. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's the only guitarist in the band, and he everything you hear because he'll he'll record both guitar parts. Sometimes all oh, three. He'll, he'll he'll sometimes record three different ones. Wow. In which case they'll have us. Uh, they'll invite uh, special guests to perform another guitar oh. part occasionally. Cool. Nice with them. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what people they feature, because they always feature, like, five people on every album, and it's always nice <laughs> yeah. to have. And, like, it's like what Max yeah. Calavera does on, like, Soulfly Records. He always brings in, like, Corey Taylor. Or, yeah. Uh, Tom Mariah brought in uh, David Vincent of Lord of Angel yeah. on an album. Yeah. And also, we're expecting, uh, I think, uh, another Elvati El- record will be coming out. Oh, cool. With Because uh, on the, the Instagram, it said that Kriegel and, um, gosh, they have a lot of members. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. they're, they're bagpipe player. <laughs> That's so weird <laughs> to say. They're bagpipist. Uh, yeah, well, they're, they're bagpipe, bagpipe player bagpipe. slash, um, I think it's a tin whistle player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does both, mostly the whistle, but they'll do. They will throw out that 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 awesome bagpipe out there, too. Um, um, it's a funny thing when he joined the band, he he learned he learned to play the bagpipes because he was an Alvati fan. He was like, "This band's so oh. cool! I want to play the bagpipes." So he became a bagpipe player, and they like emailed him or something because he was in a band and he played the bagpipes for like a local band, and he 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 was like, "This is a scam." This can't be real. Then he's like, "Oh, it's it's them," and now he's true. Now he's been with the band for like three, four, five years now. So yeah, cool. I mean the band constantly changes members. So mm-hmm. I mean they lost they lost Anna Murphy, probably possibly everyone's favorite member. Some even liked her more than Kriegel, but then again, Kriegel is he's Kriegel. The, I do he, like Kriegel's the, voice. He's the only original member left, right? That, uh, yeah, like... but he he is keeping the pieces together, and he is. I think I think Anna Murphy leaving kind of helped the band get a oh. new because they have a new vocalist, so it's like a new chapter mm. in their sound. Because a lot of right. fans felt like the consistently, the consistency was changing with the singles all being fantastic, mm-hmm. but deep cuts being, meh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, new Alvati possibly. Um, yeah. So and, and uh, that. And just real quick, that's that I'm actually kind of interested because if I remember correctly from the stuff that you've been sharing uh, to me by them, um, my dog's barking, by the way. They're kind of going, they were going for a more double bass, more like death, thrash metal kind of themed sound on top of their folk. On top of their, I mean, they've always had, they've always had a very death well but they i think they're more riff i think i've noticed on this record they're more like like but like they i mean they've had that early on so i think they're coming back to their roots like their early records like mm. bloodstained like one of, i think if this is a deep cut off of the probably their what fans would call their best album their second album slania 
Mm-hmm. What is that spirit? No, Slania. Uh, uh, the song Bloodstained Ground, which is just... <laughs> with death growls and then the occasional bagpipes. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. But yeah, they're, they're a sound that uh, I would definitely recommend to people who are... Ch- they're a band that if you're trying to get into death metal, I would recommend because it adds like a nicer, calming serenity to the mm. chaos that is Kriegel's yeah. voice. It, it, it and the they have songs like Call of the Mountains, uh, Rose for Epona. Anna Murphy has a freaking amazing voice. Also, check out... Mm. She has another band called... Um, um, God, I can't remember the name of her band. Uh, it's uh, where she plays because she was their uh, the hurdy gurdy player, which is like the coolest instrument that no one knows about. Cool. Um, up next, boys and girls, we're talking about our five favorite albums. This is metal and anything else of the yep. of of uh, the decade of the twenty twenty year. Good Some good stuff this year. Uh, we had a new Lamb of God record, Testament, yep. Black Dahlia mm-hmm. Murder. Um, yep. this is just on the metal side right now. I'm talking about Deftones yeah, was probably the, probably the biggest, uh, probably the biggest album that came out in terms yeah, of I, band I popularity. So. Uh, Sodom mm-hmm. came out with another classic, mm-hmm. with another, but a big classic banger sounding yep. record. Um, tons of good stuff. Trivium. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So I'm going to start my, uh, top five, uh, list with okay. the Black Dahlia Murders Verminous. You know, Trevor's vocals are once again on point with him going, That's my the guy like boy. Yeah, yeah, and I mean these guys are so good with their they have really I wouldn't say difficult to play guitarists, but it's, they have it's almost serpentine. Yeah in like, style. Yeah. Their their style their guitar For style hasn't coils. changed at all and mm-hmm. uh they're probably the most accessible in the extreme blackened deathcore death metal whatever genre. you want to call them yeah in, in in that in that genre they're probably the most accessible out of those bands but still like i was playing that in front of my brother for like a quick 10 like quick minute to see what he would react and he was like it's just noise and i'm like i mean i would have thought the same thing if i heard this and i was first listening to metal i don't blame you like this is something i yeah. will understand people calling noise black dolly murder is one of those bands i'll understand if you say you call it noise because it kind of is you have to have an a to the untrained ear yeah, yeah. Um, so that's five. Number four mm-hmm. is the one and only non-metal, uh, album. Uh, it's Anti-Flags, which came out the beginning of 2020. Uh, Ooh, okay. 2020 Vision. Uh, I remember when the song, the, ti- the, the title track, the, uh, the single, uh, came out. Um, uh, Hate Conquers All, which is a very, very political band. Um, cool record talking about what they, they're hoping for the future of, um, uh, music. Uh, yeah. Number three, Spot. Yep. I put down Trivium's What the Dead Men Say. I say- I mean, basically, what 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 they did on um, the sin in the sentence. Yeah, I feel embarrassed. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, no, that okay. I, what they said in the sentence, but they took all the best parts of it and just focused on that. Um, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, the title track's amazing. The Defiance yep. greats. Mm-hmm. Um, among like the shadows and the somethings, uh, just a hardcore song all the way through of screaming growls from from Matt Hafey. Freaking yeah, excellent stuff on this record. Um, cool. Number three, uh, number two is one of the albums that we actually talked about, Sodom. Sodom's yeah. uh, last record, Genesis XIX or Genesis nineteen or sex. With uh, Tom Angel Ripper going, okay, that was the bad. That was the worst one yet. And he did oh, the. He also said bad. the worst line of any 2020 song I've ever heard. No, stop! I defend this song with my life. You're lucky because I forgot the name of this. Oh, Glock and Roll. Glock and Roll. It sucks. Glock and Roll. It's like little also boy. Terrible. All right, that's all I'm gonna say about this record because I talked about it. Number one spot. Yep. Goes to Deftones, Ohms. Probably the most exciting album for me, and that's probably why it's number one. Because yeah. uh, just as a fan, it was the first one, and seeing as I'm a huge fan of the band, I mean, early, I, I loved it. Um, and even the songs I don't like that much, they'll still get in my head occasionally. Yeah. Um, like the yeah, beginning of the ceremony was like playing through my yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's my top five of the decade. Verminous by Black Dahlia Murder. Of the Twi- decade? Okay, uh, yeah, uh, of 2020. It, Verminous. It, I mean, this year is yeah. not like a decade. To Ver- be Verminous by uh, Black Dahlia Murder. Yep. Um, 2020 Vision by Anti Flag. What the Dead Men Say by Trivium. Genesis yeah, 19 like by Sodom. And then Ohms. finally, Ohms by Deftones. Yeah. Your top five, hit us, hit it off, George. Okay, so I'm gonna. So my my number five, I pick uh, Nine Inch Nails's Ghost Six Locust. Now, this album is not metal. In fact, it's not even Nine Inch Nails's typical industrial rock. It's very ambient and score and like almost movie score-esque but and this album was a companion album to their other album ghosts five together but what makes this album stand out over its companion is um how well it encapsulates um how it felt to live in 2020 just nothing but darkness paranoia fear fatigue sorrow and helplessness and it just captures all those feelings and just gives them audio form. And it's it, and it's just good to see new Nine Inch Nails because they haven't released new album, a new album of material in a long time. They released a bunch of EPs, but not an album. So it's yeah. cool to see two albums uh, released. Nin. Um, yeah, Nin. Uh, number four uh, is a local band, uh, Vitruvian by Veo. Now, this album is just a perfect fusion of alt metal and prog metal. And it's just this band never disappoints. They have they do such a good job at 
com- making time signatures that are weird, but you can still groove to them. You know, they're kind of like a janky groove um, and just devastating riff after riff and soaring chorus after chorus. Um, excellent vocals, great production. What else can you say? It's just one of my favorite bands on, uh, from Portland. I love it. Um, number three is In This Moment's Mother. What is cool for uh, of this record is, uh, as we as I have discovered, it is nominated for a Grammy. It is nominated for Best Metal Performance. The song That's In Between, cool. the lead single from the album, is nominated for Best Metal Performance, which is super cool and says something i think about the quality of the record and and when it comes to fusion it's just a perfect fusion between alternative metal and industrial metal from their last two records blood and black widow um or their albums blood and black widow and then the gothic metal and rock aesthetics of their previous record ritual um and it's just such a great atmosphere to this to this album it's super comforting for like outside of a, a select few songs this is a nice warm production it's very welcoming and peaceful and maria brink's vocals are just spot on as always so number three goes to mother uh number two actually we both agree on this genesis 19 by Sodom. <laughs> um this album amazing and it's yes. the first time that they've, that they've recorded as a four piece and it's just classic and i love how the their the band's musical scope is very acutely focused on keeping consistent with extreme thrash metal but also they managed to run the spectrum by including some death and black metal influences so that's cool that's good to see uh number one i gotta give it to titans of creation by testament this album is fantastic i cannot say enough about this record the production is spot on it's balanced and polished but not overly so uh strong songwriting you know lots of various thrash metal uh styles and even flirts with death metal on a couple of tracks and more than anything, this album makes me excited for the future of Testament. Because not, yeah. not only do they arguably have one of the most talented lineups in the his, in modern metal, but the, the band is, seems to have found a comfort zone in playing the most dynamic, fresh, and heavy thrash metal around. And they show no signs of slowing down at all. I mean, the last three so, records have been very consistent. Yes. Uh, I mean, especially... You actually, uh, last four or five records have all been amazing. Yeah, I mean, Gathering from 1999, then they took a long hiatus because of Chuck Billy getting diagnosed with cancer and him battling and successfully beating that. Yeah. And then releasing The Formation of Damnation, which is, which is excellent. Re- excellent, great comeback record. Uh, Dark Roots of Earth. Another excellent. Yeah. Good record. Brotherhood uh, of the show- Snake. Yeah. So good. repetition and then titans of creation just repeated the pattern i mean i yeah. think brother of the snake is the best out of those but i gotta give it to them they're consistent it's all consistent like, i think the gathering out of those albums i think the gathering is probably my fave and then i put formation of damnation 
because there's something about the production of that album that I just adore, and then Titans, then Brotherhood, then Dark Roots. Yeah, I, I am a huge fan of um, what's the one? Uh, uh, what's their second record? Uh, the one with, like the the outer space thing. Oh, the New Order. That's a that's a, that's just a meta thrash classic at this point. Absolutely. I mean, even even though the production for their old records is a little inconsistent, it's a great, it's a fantastic album. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I think the last thing that we're we're gonna talk about. Um, yeah. Is uh, I guess uh, I guess uh, we're I'm gonna so I have a big list. I'm just gonna list out. I'm not gonna try and talk about these bands right now because, okay. but um, bands that I have gone into in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if I do talk a bit about them, it's because I there there's some I really want to uh, uh, really talk about. Um, and then yeah. there's um, and then talk about some bands I plan on listening to or getting more albums for or yeah. more discovering mm-hmm. in the future. And these are those ones are just off the top of my head. Um, so yeah, right. first of, of all, Trivium really fell mm-hmm. in love with that band this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Power Trip, sure. kind of. I listen to all the records. Cool band. Propagandi, mm-hmm. great punk band. Very inspired punk and drublick by No Effects, which is one of my favorite punk albums. Di Orange County, old Orange County punk band. Batushka, we talked about them. Camelot, probably my band of the year that I discovered. Oh, nice. Um, Amoebix, uh, mm-hmm. Dark Angel, thrash metal band. Um, the Clash, everyone knows who they are. Mastodon. Yeah. Prague, um, a solo artist uh, who goes by the term "five for fighting," kind of not really. It's, uh, I think a modern Billy Joel, Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. those people inspired artist uh, yeah. plays the piano and has some rock stuff. Had some hits in the late nineties, but yeah, he's cool. Uh, Misfits, nothing really left to say about the Misfits because it's the Misfits. Yeah, dire Strait, yeah, Dire Straits. Just have to say Mark Knopfler. That's all I have to say. Okay. Um, Elvati, we talked about them. Um, Sabotage, kind of early, in the, probably one of the earliest inspirations for 80s power metal and Ooh. stuff. Um, cool. He's featured on a great song by Camelot as well. Uh, Black Dolly Murder, nice. we talked about them. Adolescence, another Orange County punk band. Uh, mm-hmm. Deicide, it's just Deicide. It's freaking Deicide. Uh, Luxury. Uh, very underground. <laughs> yeah, Luxury is probably <laughs> the most underground band I ha- I listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like a punk band uh, with three um, Orthodox Christian priests in oh, them. But they're not Christian band. They, they they stray away from trying to put Christianity into their music, even with their current stuff that they put out. But uh, okay. Magua, freaking love Magua, philosophical yep. black metal. Uh, <laughs> Pan- uh, Pantera, I mean... Phil Anselmo, Dimebag. There you go. Um, Frank Turner. Freaking love Frank Turner. Um, Billy Joel. You know, it's just Billy Mm -hmm. Joel. Dissection. And, of course, Gojira. (laughs) Um, And then I'm going to quickly lift some bands I'm thinking about listening to uh, this for next year. Uh, Mm -hmm. Goldfinger, Ska Punk. Tier, they're like uh you call them like a Judas Priest sounding Viking metal band. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> um TSOL, another Orange County punk band, Stormlord, mm-hmm. a power metal influenced influenced black metal band that I really want to check out. 
Cool. Um, nice. SNFU and a, a skate punk band, Havoc, a thrash metal band, a, a, a modern-day thrash metal band, um, heavily inspired cool. by Megadeth and um, Anthrax and stuff. Uh, Subhumans, classic 80s punk band. Young the Giants, a band that I'm trying to re-get into again. Chevelle, mm -hmm. who I've been listening hey. to a little bit already this year. Uh, mm -hmm. Celtic Frost, um, mm -hmm. kind of an, an extreme-ish metal band. They yep. kind of remind they, me of they kind of they, they kind of they remind me of Amoebix. Yeah, they kind of do all over the, the yeah. joint. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Face to Face, uh, just a classic punk band from the nineties. Uh, Not classic, but mm -hmm. yeah, Swing and Utters, best band name ever. I have two of their records. I want to listen to the rest of their stuff. Neil right. Young, because he's he's called the Godfather of Grunge for a reason, and he has so mm. many different styles that he's cool. so inspiring. Um, Mad Caddies, kind of a, um, I don't know how to, I, I don't really know how to describe them. Uh, Oingo Boingo, another man I can't really describe. Fleetwood Mac, just you know, classic band. Yeah, there uh, you go. Skeleton Witch, like black and thrash metal. Um, there you go. <laughs> Lagwagon, another fat wreck band. Authority mm -hmm. Zero, uh, Scott and reggae influenced punk band. Uh, Rory Gallagher, uh, don't know much about him, but my uncle recommended him to me. And Mudvayne. Hey, Mudvayne. All right, your turn, George. Try right. and get this done in four minutes. Okay, you got it. Um, so, so, so some of the bands that I that I had discovered throughout the year of 2020, uh, just artists in general, really. Um, first is just just to name one, uh, just to go down the list here. Rammstein, mm -hmm. enough said. I mean, what else is there to say? Gojira, again, Gojira. Uh, Sabaton, again, enough said. Mastodon, great alt prog metal yes. band. Uh, Black Belly of Murder, good band, <laughs> good death metal band. Red Fang, nice local classic metal sounding group. Yeah. Trivium. Trivia, sick of it all, hardcore punk at its finest. Uh, break Breaking Benjamin, cool hard rock alt metal. Ozogram, um, all female black metal group, very cool, very awesome. I like their stuff a lot. Yeah. Um, Lindsay Sterling, she's not a metal artist, she's an electronic artist, but I discovered her this year and she's amazing and I like her music a lot. Uh, Deicide, because Deicide. Rush, enough said. Great band. Possessed, uh, arguably created the first death metal record with seven churches. Uh, Godflesh, very influential industrial metal group. Faith No More, classic alt metal group. Uh, Power Man 5000, 5, okay industrial alt metal group. <laughs> Fine. Um, Nocturary, some underground melodic black metal group. Uh, they're pretty good. Benja, they're a Croatian black metal uh, band. They're, I've listened to their, I listened to their first debut album. It's pretty good. I like it a lot. Uh, Open Grave, underground, kind of hodgepodge black metal group. They have so many subgenres of metal along with the black metal sound. It's not even funny. And then <laughs> uh, Tidefall. Tidefall um, or whatever. Tid. Tid, Fall, Tidefall, Industrial yeah. Black Metal Group. Um, they're, they're super cool. Uh, I, I only came to around to five bands that I want to further explore. Yeah. Um, 
One is Deicide, just because I, I like their stuff and I just want to get more of their albums. Soulfly, I really want to get more of their stuff just because I love what I love the consistency of Max Calavera's works. Um, three, uh, Inquisition. This was another band that I discovered that I forgot to mention, but they are super good. Uh, really cool black metal group. Um, number two is Bolt Thrower. That was another group that yeah, I found classic, out. Just classic yeah, classic. Just classic death metal band. Yeah, classic death metal group. And they have a lot of groove to their stuff. So, yeah. And then lastly, but not least, is this band, Imperial Triumphant. This band opened for Behemoth's in the Absentia Day virtual concert. And it was the coolest sounding stuff. They're, they're this avant-garde jazz black metal fusion band. It's the weirdest huh. thing, but it works. It's very strange. <laughs> I mean, it, it, when I was watching this performance, at first I'm like, I don't get this at all. But by the end, I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> so I definitely looking forward to checking out more of their stuff. So there you have it. It's all the bands that I discovered in 2020 and the bands I'm looking forward to yeah. discovering more in 2020. And, and these lists will probably get bigger. Um, of course. I have a huge, I like, I had two huge lists and I, I literally, mm -hmm. for the sake, cause we, we have lives outside of podcasts and for the sake of time and family members <laughs> trying to yeah. sleep, we had to, we, we kind of had to, to rush it through just, just so you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's kind of it for now, I guess. I hope you enjoyed our 2020. There is no yeah segment. I'll give you one yeah. Yeah! And now we're done. Uh, that was the yeah segment. <laughs> that's yeah, it's done. The best one yet. Um, yeah, I am uh, 2021. We'll see what happens. Um, mm -hmm. uh, also, uh, email your song suggestions at justacouplemetalheads at gmail.com. Our next, yeah, our next episode will either be a tool top ten video, uh, top ten Ooh. with with the special guests, or Ooh. it will be whatever we want to do, a Chevelle thing. Something. But yeah, yeah, that's 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 it. <laughs> Time for some ASMR. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Peace, Bye, peace out. Stay metal. <laughs>